We are the Knights of Awakening. So long as I draw breath in this life, I promise to serve this world responsibly with empathy, compassion, and grace. I have faith that what I am doing is right and just. I bring hope to every life that I touch through inspired and empowered involvement. When called to action, I will employ courage in the face of adversity and always stand up for what is right. Being patient, find peace and insight in my trials. I will keep in mind that justice can bring terrible consequences for all involved and that I also must employ mercy when I can. I will be generous to my brothers, sisters, and strangers for they are my family. I, I strive to always be noble and respectful in all of my interactions in the world. Welcome back to the Knights Awakening. I'm your host, Justin, and joining me today, as always, is Charles. Hello, everybody. Today we're going to continue on with our little trajectory of kind of getting to know us better. Uh, and in turn, hopefully we get to know ourselves better, but we've been doing this for a long time, and but we have a lot of new people, and we've kind of taken a hiatus for a little bit, and I thought it was I thought it'd be a good idea to go back over some of the the early stuff kind of take us back to where it began so that we can get this out of the way and, and start kind of trailblazing forward. So our first episode, we did the history, and we went through kind of the history of the KOA and where it was and where it went and where it is now. Uh, last last week, we did an episode on why we are inspired by knighthood and, and all its facets because there's, you know, KOAs. There's a lot of a lot of different kinds of people here. There's a lot of different kinds of paths and a lot of different kinds of beliefs. So what I wanted to do today is go over uh, some of our uh, what we call the founding documents, and that will be our mission statements, our organizational goals, and our oath of knighthood, which is what you hear in the epic entrance music. <laughs> like we're wrestlers, our, that's our entrance music. Our show music, uh, that's what you're actually hearing is the oath of, the KOA Oath of Knighthood. So so we wrote these things, and I say we because Charles and I literally wrote these, and Allie helped with these too. We wrote these together. I would send out a, a version of these, and I would send it to both of them, and they would look at it, and we, they would tweak, and we would kind of tweak all together. And after about, I don't know, Charles, a month or so, this is what no, we bet. came up with. Yeah, about, yeah, about month, two right? months. About two, two months. months. Okay. So let's start with the mission statement. We, the Knights of Awakening, serve our brothers and sisters in the world with compassion, truth, and empathy. We practice daily our 11 nightly agreements, which are responsibility, respect, family, grace, courage, faith, hope, justice, mercy, generosity, and nobility. Today's knighthood has evolved and is more enlightened than its medieval counterpart. There is a recognition that nobility is a matter of the soul responding to its higher self, not blood. We carry and contain the spirit of knighthood within us, which brings the obligation of service to humanity. The distinction of the modern-day knight is those who seek self-betterment to make the world in which we walk and live better with each day. The Knights of Awakening is a universalistic organization. We respect that other religions and philosophies are practiced independently from our order that share common values and principles with us. 
We are open to anyone who pursues a path that serves the betterment of the self and others. What do you think about our mission statement, Charles? Well, I think it's a very good mission statement, and ultimately what it really says is that we set out to be modern-day realistic heroes. And I say realistic for a reason, because there's this overemphasis that the uh, the hero in the modern world has to be jumping off of buildings or doing superhuman feats of anything, or even, even human-level feats that are extraordinary that are that are beyond what you would consider the norm but honestly sometimes it's as simple as helping someone who's got a flat tire or helping someone up who's fallen on the ground as you're walking by and you notice them and it's a an idea of chivalry of as as it says in their nobility but also recognition of the greater family of the world that makes a night of awakening this is why we are who we are. We recognize that being a hero isn't just running into the burning building. Sometimes it's being there to help the person who just came out of it deal with the fact that they've lost everything, being a sounding board for them, or helping them find the resources that will get them back on their feet. That hero is more than just the person who is diving into the worst part of it, but also all of the people around a situation that contribute to the greater good and the betterment of those who have been hurt or who are struggling or are just in general in need. So I, I'd say our, our mission statement hits on that. And we often want to simplify things down to one word to make it easier for the for the consummation of, an, of information. And if we were to sum this down to one word, I would say it is hero. Modern day mundane hero though you know not not capes we've all seen in the incredibles movie what happens with capes there was a thread where somebody had posted a question or well it was more like a statement please tell me this isn't a quote-unquote christian group and all oh, my heart poured when i seen the response from another group member not an admin, not someone who is vested in the KOA as an operation, but just a member, and a member who said this, no, this group is one of the few truly open belief groups. I've never seen anyone here get grief from making a statement about their religious beliefs or lack thereof. There has been more than a few different religions, religious views and life philosophies floating around on here. And uh, the person replied, gotcha. I was going to dip if it was. I thought this was a Jediist group. And our friend res responded back to this, saying, I'm pretty sure there are more than a couple of Jedi on here. And as a Christian, I find their contributions to the various conversations fascinating. The nice thing about this group is that we can see how many of our beliefs overlap. There are a good deal of groups out there that that say they are for anyone, but this group actually is. You remember when I when that uh, when that comment hit Charles, I was over the moon. I this this comment sums up every single hope I had for this for this thing that we did a long time ago. And it took twelve years for someone to say it out loud and God it warmed my heart. 
I almost cry for joy. Well, yeah, and I think the thing is, it what hit so hard is, yeah, it took 12 years for someone outside of the core people to say it, but it shows that we had been presenting it properly for those 12 years. It shows that the message was there, and I know you and I talked about this. We were worried about the message getting muddied. Uh, a lot of the reason for doing this kind of soft reboot was that we were worried about that. A lot of reason for a lot of things shifting and changing. Um, you know, I've already had someone message me, and they, they go, I can't believe that you're not going to be on the labyrinth anymore. And I said to him, I can. It's because the message was getting muddied. I said, I'm still going to be talking about mysticism. Because when I wake up in the morning and take a deep breath, that is part of who I am. I'll still be doing shows on mysticism. But from a very nightly standpoint, I don't know about you, but if I've got to talk about things I don't agree with, then my contribution becomes lesser. And I, I can pull out shows that I've done in the past five years that I was trying to approach a topic other people wanted, but that I had zero love for because it wasn't part of the nightly path. And I sounded dull. I sounded contrived. I sounded like a man who was being tortured and held at gunpoint. And everyone, everyone was emailing me asking me why Justin was holding me at gunpoint to do these shows. And I said, this isn't him. This is someone else. And they wanted to know. Um, but this is this is kind of the point that I'm getting to. It took 12 years, but at the same time, even with those areas where we where we felt like we were muddying things, this happened during that period that someone heard the true message that we've been putting out there. And to me, that is worth more than anything that recognition of what we were trying to hit on, and we've been trying to hit on this in all of the shows that have been under the main KOA banner, really for the bulk of the time. Yeah, and, well, not just hearing the message we've been saying, but but seeing the example in action. That's the most important part to me, because, I mean, we can talk and talk and talk. If we're not doing what we say we're doing, if we're just talking the talk, that's no good. We have to be the example. And that's... That was proof of concept for me. Uh, it was it was it was the most outstanding thing I've read in a long time. So and it goes in line with this mission statement. But our mission statement is a bold statement of intent. This what we say is what we mean, and what we mean is what we do, and we strive to do that every day. And by the way, some of these, uh, especially the oath and the goals, these are lofty goals and lofty things that we put out there for ourselves. But we did that for a reason. So, you know, if if you're reaching for the highest thing, you're still going to find, you're still going to maintain and you're still going to get to a higher level because you're a, you're reaching for even higher. Uh, we put these goals high for a reason, to challenge us and to make sure that we're always reaching up and trying to be better every day. Our mission statement is is our intent. It's what we set out every day, set out to do every day. So a buddy of mine, I was recently talking to him about something very similar to this connected to knighthood mm -hmm. and what it means. And we were talking about, you know, it's not that we don't expect people to fail at all. The trick is we want them to fail upward. 
to fail better today than they did yesterday, which means that if it took them uh, if it took them time to realize where they failed, that it took less time. If it took them time to make amends, that it took less time. If it took them a moment to get better control of themselves and do the right thing, that it took them less time each time. The idea is not that people are not going to fail. Failure is part of life. We we live, we do, we fail, we grow. But the trick is to fail upward. If you always fail upward, doing a little better each time, eventually your failures look like successes to other people. Where they're having failures where it takes them two or three days to correct a mistake, they see you barely stumble and are back in motion, but for you, you're failing upward. I think that's something for people to understand. We don't expect anyone to be perfect on this, ourselves included. We are going to have bad days. You know, Don't take any of us by our worst day, but look at how we deal with each day as it comes after and how we improve, and we do the same for others. And that comes back to that family aspect. You know, family is a very much a unity and a, a kind of forgiveness of fault while expecting the person to do better each time. And I wanted to hit on that real quick with the mission statement. I know a lot of people see something like this and they go, well, I can't do that. And it's like, that's fine. If you can't meet all of this right away and you're striving on this, fail upward. That's what we do. Justin and I both fail upward all the time. The trick is we fail upward fast enough. A lot of times you may not have seen the failure. Like for us, it may be an internal failure. It may be like, wow, I got really angry there for all of three seconds, and then I got control. Or, wow, I said something really rude for a split second, and then stopped. said, wait a minute, I didn't mean it that way. And because we failed upward, the failure might not even be noticeable. That's what we're asking is fail upward. And at first, failing upward is noticeable. But eventually you get to a point where you fail less and less. And if all of the other failures are failing upward, you get better and better every day. And that ultimately should be the goal for everyone is to be better just a little bit, even if it's just a little bit. Even if you you get angry for one minute less than you did yesterday, that that's progress. Understand that the the habits that we have in our lives, the good and the bad habits, they were built over a lifetime, some some of them. And it's going to take a little bit of time to break these habits too and to do better. It starts with being aware. And that's why we have these goals and this lofty this lofty mission that we have is because it keeps us focused on that upward momentum, right? Like you said, through the practice of this mission statement, um, it it starts to change our conduct and it starts to change our thought process and it starts to change our habits and it, and it helps us take pause. And we use these, these agreements, the, the 11 agreements to then even more fine tune what we're doing. But overall, this is our mission. You know, we understand that the quote unquote knighthood has changed. It, it comes in all different kinds of sizes and and shapes and cultures and religions and philosophies, knighthood just doesn't just belong to the European nobles, and it hasn't for a long time. 
for many of us, it changed in 1977 or so. Uh, for me, it changed in the late 90s, early 2000s with a bunch of uh, hooded monks running around with, you know, laser chainsaws. That's what changed for a lot of people. For me, I kind of grew up with uh, with it being changed with Merlin and the Sword and the Stone and then monks with laser chainsaws. And my mother repeatedly telling me I could get a lot of good things out of uh, stories like that. But we grew up you and I both grew up in an era also where the anti-hero wasn't the most prominent hero. You know, we had Optimus Prime, we had He-Man, we had Superman, we had we had a Batman who didn't kill. We had a Batman who, who while he talked like this, was always trying to do the right thing. You know, right. we had the Lone Ranger, we had Zorro, we had the Green Lanterns, we had Captain America. As Spider-Man, people who had you know real problems, but they they just did their best through them. Yeah, the antiheroes. It, it's it's a good point to bring up, and uh, just so everybody knows, we 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 do have a, a series planned, um, and it'll probably go twenty twenty five episodes if we let it, uh, where we're going to explore different heroes and antiheroes, and then kind of put them up against what we at the Knights of Awakening feel are you know the the core the core things that make a night stuff that we're talking about right now and that we've been talking about the last couple of times and that we'll keep talking about the world's heroes has changed because the world has changed and there's something to be said about that um i understand anti-heroes have a place but you would never see captain america be an anti-hero no matter what no matter what would die on that shield, right? You know, Superman would die on that cape. And yeah, well, there's some Boy Scouts, and I know we'll get into it more later, but... Um, well, you know what I think's funny? For all that society has changed, and you mentioned, you know, society changed, we do see writers in these pieces of fiction try to change these characters, and it's phenomenal how much a comic book won't be read until they go to make this change, and then all of a sudden there'll be a flood of mail from people that weren't paying attention just tearing the comic book writers apart for having changed these characters because these characters become symbols for people. They become they become their own mythology in a very real sense. They become the modern mythology of the day. And, you know... I'm sure there's a comic out there where Superman is a terrible guy. There's plenty of them, usually alternate universe ones. And there's plenty of them where Captain America is a terrible guy. And it's always interesting to do a little research on the nature of those comics and the backlash that the industry got. So the world wants its anti-hero because it wants to be able to identify a little bit. Like people that are like, man, I know I could never be Captain America – they, they want they want Frank Castle, they want the Punisher. And then as soon as you start to make Captain America into the Punisher, all of a sudden that same person is going to write 500 letters and they're going to be one of a million people. So 500 million letters are going to hit, you know, the comic book desks and they're going to be like, well, we got to, we got to change this. So I, I, I find it interesting. Like you said, there's a place for the anti-hero, 
But as soon as that place starts to usurp the hero itself, as soon as it starts to bleed into these heroes, you get a lot of backlash from the community that yesterday would have told you, well, we like this other guy better because he's more real. You know, we want our symbols at the end of the day. We want them to be pure and, and trustworthy and good. So with this mission statement, our, our focus is spelled out that our focus is, is on the betterment and empowerment of ourselves, which then it translates and extends to the worlds outside of us. Each of us has our own little sphere of influence that we uh, flow that into. One, one person does change things in, in, in their little bubbles, in their little spheres of influence. And that's, that's the goal, is to empower, these, uh, empower each other. Um, you guys empower me sometimes with with uh, your your post and with your answers to the questions that we do. I love reading that stuff. It empowers me. So every little thing we can do in our world, in our bubble, it does it does it does translate to the world outside. It may be small, it may be hard to see, but multiply that by ten. And then multiply that by 10 again and 10 again and 10 again. And eventually you have a lot of different people creating a lot of different change. We believe that our knighthood lies not in the titles, but in our deeds and good works, as we said, to each other. I am at your service. Our knighthood should be evident in our actions and, and words. Um, and we should be becoming an example to follow. We are secular in our approach because we believe that our foundational ideals are compatible with other people's ideals and beliefs. The world has more in common than it does different. If you just step back away from everything and look at it, you'll see that, as our comment I read earlier uh, illustrates. And if you, if you believe and practice something outside of our organization, like we've been saying, you're welcome here too. We welcome everybody. Uh, as long as you are trying to better yourself and better others and you're trying to walk a path of right action and you're trying to do your best to do good deeds and you're trying to serve others to the best of your ability, then you're welcome here. This mission statement helps keep us on the right path. We do small things to add up to great things. And with each other, we can do this. Okay, I've seen it. Charles, do you have anything else on the uh, uh, mission statement before we move on? I think just this, with the mission statement, I know a lot of people will look at things like this and they get that, that weight of I'm not going to be able to live up to this or do this and understand that if you're listening to Knights of Awakening, if you're tuning in, you're joining the groups, you're in any way associated with us, in any way connecting to us, so long as you're being respectful in your communications with people within our sphere, so in our groups, on our page, uh, in our comment section, you're more than welcome to be excessively imperfect or not there yet, the fact that you're listening says that you're wanting to do a little better, to be a little better. And I would rather someone 
come to us flawed and broken in the sense of being unable to honest, truly, and completely say they're a night of awakening or that they're nightly in any way and have that honest self-analysis and be a member of our groups and be there with all of those flaws, again, so long as you're respectful. You know, um, I'll tell you this, I'm not the guy who will, who will uh, come down on you like a ton of bricks. I'll be the one that wants to. But it'll be Justin because he's the more measured one of the two of us. He takes that extra second to make sure that he has the the right reason for it. And then he comes down, you know, a thousand times harder uh, than I would. <laughs> but that's the nature of that. And it takes a lot. Like, we we like a heated conversation. If you look through our group's records, you see a lot of times where things get right on the edge of a spiral, and very rarely do either one of us have to get in there and, and say much more than, hey, you know, be respectful. And so long as everyone's respectful, we're good for intense debates. But you should you should come in knowing that we want that level of respect to all peoples provided, and if we see that, if you're there and you're like, well, I don't feel like I'm much of a knight, but this is really interesting to me, then come on in and join the conversations. You may find that through osmosis you pick up more knightly traits. You may find over time that listening, you tend to think a little bit deeper about what it means to be a good person in the world, and that over time you gain that knightly essence that you start to fall in line with the mission statement, or at the very least, it echoes a lot of what you want in this world. So we're not just here for the people who are already knights. We're here for those that you feel a subtle calling. You know you want to be better. You know you want to do better. But you know you're not there yet. Well, this is your home too. This is a place for you to come and have a chance to talk and challenge us. You know, the the best question I hear most often is concerns things of right and wrong is why does this make this right? And it's always the it's always the most enlightening question. Why does this make this wrong? You know, it sometimes it boils our blood, but we'll be respectful as you're respectful. That's part of what it means. That's part of that nobility aspect, is to hold yourself to that higher standard. And if you come and do that, I think what you're going to walk away with from Nights of Awakening is more than just an entertaining show, more than just an interactive group, more than just an awesome page. I think you're going to come away a little bit better than you were when you first started into all this. That And I would say that is kind of our goal of the mission statement, too. So if you don't feel you're living up to it, hang around. You you may find that over time Join you become club. a little bit closer to it. <laughs> Join the club. Yeah. You know? It, there's a reason why why the, the uh, we allude to respect twice in the agreements. One is actual respect. The other one is nobility. Respect is important. Keeps us out of trouble sometimes. <laughs> 